Hi, this is Patrick Finley. He's Mark Potash. Welcome to Hollis Intrigue, where in this emergency episode, Potsy, we will talk about a spooky trade that the Bears made. Is it spooky? No, it's probably not. No, it's just Halloween. Anyway, all that and more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Potsy, as we sit here right now, it's 6 p.m. on Monday night, and Ryan Poles has just made his most interesting trade of his tenure, dealing Roquan Smith to the Ravens for a second-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and a linebacker named A.J. Klein, who anybody could have claimed off the Bills' practice squad a month ago. Uh, Klein is obviously a depth piece. The real story here is not only the draft picks that he's getting back, but the player that he's sending out. Roquan Smith, 25 years old, probably the Bears' best player, uh, is going elsewhere. Yeah, Pat, uh, it's one of those moves that, uh, you know, it was a surprise in one respect, but not in another, because it was very clear the Bears were not in love with Roquan Smith like the rest of us were, who had seen him play, you know, for the last four years. And um, uh, and so uh, he had, you know, I don't know, I, I'm scrambling here, obviously, to, to find exactly what to say about it, because um, it was kind of spur of the moment. We literally were coming out of one press conference and then the news broke. But um, all I can tell you is, you know, Roquan had a high value on himself. The Bears did not have the same value. This is the end result. I thought once they had settled it in the, uh, uh, and, and Roquan came back in, in for the season that he that they would give him a season to see how much, how valuable he could be. But I, they obviously just, you know, were, were pretty convinced that there was nothing that he could do that was going to make him worth $20 million a year. He was entering the final year of his contract. This was his fifth-year option. Um, the Bears could have hung on to him uh, on the franchise tag for the next two years. That would have been two years and about $38 million. I think that is more, uh, more or less close to what he's worth. Uh, you know, he wanted $20 million plus a year. If you're guaranteeing 38 over two, I thought that would have worked, and I thought that that's what we were looking at uh, from the Bears' point of view. Now, I don't know whether Roquan would have pitched a fit being on the franchise tag two years in a row, uh, which is what that would have had to be, but I thought they were settling in for a somewhat comfortable relationship for the next two years. This caught me off guard, and I think it caught a lot of the football world off guard, even though, as you mentioned, Roquan Smith has you know, started the season with a hold-in and in a public trade demand. And... Uh, I it's all you know, I also feel like it's possible that Roquan's worth more to the Ravens than he is to the Bears. That doesn't surprise me. When knowing a little bit more about this defense um, and the way the and what the Ravens do with their linebackers is um, Roquan has every right to think he's worth twenty million a year, and I think the Bears have a right to think that he's not in their defense. Um, the the uh, the middle linebacker is not the star of this defense. We know that the three technique is really, I think, the star guy. And the slot corner might be, might be number right. two. Right. So I mean, so I guess I'm saying, I guess what I'm saying is, I don't see this as as controversial as a lot of people think. A lot of people would think because in this defense, you know, an inside linebacker who is not a game wrecker consistently enough. Uh, to be, you know, I guess here, here's this is the best way, but I still think I thought this is the beginning of the year. I still think it's not. He's he's a great linebacker, but he's closer to Lance Briggs than Brian Urlacher. Okay, I think that's the best way to describe Roquan's value to the Bears is Brian Urlacher's a Hall of Famer, and 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 Lance Briggs is a really good like multi-time All-Pro and Pro Bowler. I mean, certainly better than just a good player, but not quite at Urlacher's level of destructive impact. He uh, Roquan is a high-level uh, tackle machine. Uh, who makes big plays, but 
you know, even not to pick on one game, but even yesterday you saw that you know he can get caught in the undertow of a bad performance just like anybody else. And uh, and I and so I guess my original point is that he just doesn't have the same value to the Bears in this defense uh, as he as uh, he has of himself. And so maybe this is right. Maybe this gives the Bears. And I don't think I'm rationalizing here. I think maybe this gives the Bears a chance to put their 20 million where they want to. And it gives Roquan Smith a chance to be a 20 million year player in the defense that's made for him. I think in the modern NFL, that 20 million goes to either a wide receiver, a pass rusher, or a corner, or a left tackle. I think those are probably the four positions. Inside linebacker is definitely not one of them. You know, I'll ask this of you the, the Bears have, you know, 100 and whatever, you know, 150, 116 million dollars in cap space as we sit here right now in 2023. There may not be enough good players <laughs> for them to spend money on uh, to fill all of those spots. You're right; they may redirect that 20 million somewhere else. But I don't think it's as simple as you swap them out for the best pass rusher who's available. It's you know it might be two or three smaller pieces. And I'll be honest with all that cap money they have. I thought they had room to overpay Roquan. I did too. And 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 that's where I thought they had a real advantage in that they could take. Yeah, it's one thing to overpay a player who maybe has one good season. And you end up giving him a five-year contract for one good year. Roquan was not that. Um, to you know, he's 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 a pretty productive player. But again, it goes back to what they value in their defense, and uh, they're taking the long view here. We mentioned that I think last week and the week before that this is what the Ryan Poles is doing, taking the long view and looking ahead. And I think he sees better opportunity to get to to get more bang for his buck out of other positions. And and I'll be honest, I I, I thought keeping. Roquan was a no-brainer at the beginning, but now that I know a little bit more about how Poles operates, how this defense operates, um, I, I kind of it doesn't surprise me. Right, and as you and I sit here right now, the Bears may still trade people before the 3 p.m. deadline. But I will ask you this: is more of a general question, Potsy. Um, is knowing what you know about Ryan Poles now, and knowing the value that Ryan Poles has put on the players he inherited? Is anybody untouchable? No, I, I didn't think anybody was even before. Um, because just the way, like I said, just the way we've talked about it before, just the objective look he took at his roster from the beginning. Pointed out in the story I wrote for tomorrow's paper, just the idea that at the very beginning they never gushed about a player who normally you, I think, I think you would hang your hat on. They gushed uh, about Mooney. That's yeah, the only yeah, person. Mooney was the only guy, and even that might have even been, uh, you know, to a question about it. But when when they were given the opportunity, it, it was very, they just made it very clear that. Well, they respected Roquan. You know, he wasn't their, you know, their, you know, the the player that that we all have seen and, and we valued. So, um, so I don't know. I'm, I, you know, I, I, it's it's hard to say what what this means or what it does. But I think for I think Ryan Poles. I I, 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 I think I, I think in the short term, and I don't mean to cut yeah. you off. As you like to say, I hate to interrupt, Patsy. But no, I, I I don't mean to interrupt. I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah. I think it means in the very short term that the next uh, eight, nine weeks or so could be really ugly. I, I think you see a defense that played horrible yesterday against a really good Cowboys team. But, you know, you know, if you want to sit there and say that they were bummed after somebody or after the trade of Robert Quinn, uh, I don't know whether that's causal or not. But, uh, you know, I'd buy it. They were flat. Now the, the centerpiece of their defense is gone. This may be a long trudge to to four and thirteen and, and five and twelve. And, and my question for you is, 
Is that a good outcome for them? I, I, I know that you think it might not be a bad one. Yeah, I think as long as in the current environment with the offense making strides a couple weeks in a row here, um, if the Bears are making progress on offense, it almost doesn't matter what they do on defense um, to make this a successful uh, uh, rebuilding year for the Bears. And um, yeah, if this this helps get them, uh, or not helps get them, but if this ends up with them giving them a higher draft pick and... Uh, Justin Fields is still standing at the end of the season and making uh, progress like he has. Uh, I think the Bears are in pretty good shape. And again, they can put those the, the money, the resource they would have had to pay Roquan into something else. I, I just don't see this as, as bad a deal as I would have thought uh, even two months ago, just the way things have developed for the Bears. And, and once I've seen this defense, and it was strange, I don't know enough about the X's and O's, but... He wasn't even put in the we, – we all assumed or presumed that he would be in the in the uh, Darius Leonard role right. and given a chance to really flourish and, and show what he could do. If he could be the playmaker, the takeaway guy that, that, that uh, Leonard was, and he never really got that chance. I don't know why. I, I'm not enough of an expert to, to even know what the right question is to ask. But it, it's, it was strange that they really never that, – again, that's another indication of just how they didn't uh, value him as much as, as other people did. And so – um, so I'm not sure what – I think overall for the Bears, if they end up whatever, 4-13, and 13, whatever, and, and uh, I, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's the worst thing as long as they are making progress on the other side of the ball. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, it all comes back to Justin Fields. And, you know, I think they made Justin Fields' life harder today than they had to. Now in March when they get an extra second-round pick, maybe if that guy's a wide receiver, maybe now it's a little better. But, but I think – if they have to sit down at the end of the season and decide is Justin Fields the man or not, they just gave him another hurdle he'd ha- he has to clear, I think, because I think a lot of these games are going to be uglier than they would have been with Roquan well, Smith here. And, and let's see about that, because I don't want to give you the party line or carry water for the, for the Bears, but this defense, as we saw in recent, at least last week or, or Sunday, uh, they're, still, they're still growing. I mean, they're still, they're still trying to figure it out, even with Roquan Smith, you know. He was also, you know, part of part of that, and and uh, so I think there's overall room for growth. Now, obviously, it would be greater whatever growth they have. The steps would be bigger with Roquan Smith, but I think oh, while overall they will be worse without Roquan Smith, they could still be better than they were overall. Just because I think just having 11 of the same guys on the field uh, for the rest of the season, I think there's going to be progress. That's been the history of the mm-hmm. Eberflus defense. And, yeah, and, and we'll see with Ryan Poles having these extra draft picks. Uh, obviously, you know, if you hire a guy who's, you know, a college scouting director, you're going to, he's going to want draft picks, and, and he, he's got them. Uh, we'll see whether his picks uh, are good. I mean, you know, that's the other thing is I believe in the just as many bites of the apple as you can get, you might as well do it because I don't think there's magic to it. I, I think some of it, some of it is, um, I don't want to say dumb luck, but luck dependent. So having more picks increases his chances of hitting, but again, we don't know whether whether he's good at drafting. Uh, you know, Jaquan Brisker looks like a win. Uh, Kyler Gordon looks like a maybe. Um, that's about the only authoritative thing I can say right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously it comes down to the draft. Uh, you know, what has he got? Nine picks now. They, yep. I mean, they have more picks than they've had in a they while. Have two twos, two yeah. fours, and two fives. Well, then they to start out with they had eleven yeah. picks. They ended up with last year, but they had to do some real maneuvering, and they were mostly at the bottom. Right. These are a little bit higher up. He's got better. He's got. Hey, he he set up to do what he wants to do. We said, or I said, 
at the beginning of the year. The clock starts on Ryan Poles in 2023. I still believe that. Uh, interesting question, though, whether this will kind of ju- uh, losing Roquan will make the defense so bad that it becomes an overall negative. I dispute. I don't think that. I would be surprised if that, happen- if that happens. But I can't deny that that is something that could affect Justin Fields and the Bears. I just don't think they're going to plummet into a, the depths of 2014 defense that that uh, that really uh, you know sidetrack or undercut uh, um, Mark Trestman in, in that regime. Roquan Smith holds out or holds in to start the season. He issues a 340-some-odd-word statement uh, on Family Fest Day saying that Ryan Poles wasn't negotiating in good faith and that he'd rather go play for a place that uh, appreciates him more. I find it hard to believe that the Bears forgot about that. How much of an impact do you think the way he handled it, because there have been players who have demanded trades yeah. and they don't issue 340-word statements ripping their bosses. Do you think that had any net impact on, the, on this decision? Yeah, I, I don't think so, but I can't deny that that's a possibility. Um, Roquan seemed uh, maybe just a little too obsessed with the money. Mm-hmm. He was very open about it. I, I kind of almost give him credit for it is that he didn't shy away from that. Uh, when we would ask him about it, or like even when he had what the interception, he did the, the celebration was something in reference to his um, yeah, he was peeling off dollars yeah yeah, yeah he, he and he always talked about being the best and getting paid and even joking around in the locker room. Uh, I did did that with me once uh, yeah. awkwardly, um, but it was only but, awkward because of you, only because of me, him. right? He yeah. was just having fun, but but anyway, he was you know he, I, my point is he was always he he never shied away from that, and all I'm saying is you know maybe that was a little bit of a turnoff for the Bears that he was so obsessed with that, but uh, Mike, I I just don't think so. I think they let bygones be bygones, and I think there's no doubt that uh, that Roquan representing himself was a complication. I think that affected Absolutely. things. I think that affected things more from him at his end than the Bears. But as far as hard feelings or the Bears, I just I can't say that I can't say it for sure because we haven't talked to Ryan Poles and 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 we really don't know what he you know what 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 went on in the in in the background. But I don't think there was I don't think that was the impetus for the trade. That there was lingering uh, um, just uh, disdain uh, because of uh, because of what was said. Because I think. Poles knows that those that's going to happen. It's just going to be a little more acute when it's when it's the player that's doing it and not the agent. Before we go, Potsy, how many Bears defensive players were in their starting lineup in 2020? I'll give you a hint. It is one fewer now than it was this morning. Yeah, t- from 2020? Bears starters who were starters just a year and a half ago. Uh, I'd say Jalen Johnson. One? And Eddie Jackson, that's it. And Eddie Jackson, yeah, there Two. you go. Two. So, uh, yeah, we'll see the effect that this has on everything, but obviously a big day at Hallis Hall here on Halloween. We will have a regular episode coming up soon. We hope to hear from Ryan Poles uh, later in this week, hopefully on Tuesday. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter. Check out the podcast uh, and like, rate, and review it. He is Mark Potash. I'm Patrick Finley. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back again real soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.